I like that idea, but I think that it only like specifically works for you because you're such an asshole <laughs> that like <laughs> that it would work and it would be funny. But like for anybody else to do that, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Brunch, hit it, boys. We're recording, and you don't want to cross Shia LaBeouf and David Ayer's The Tax Collector trailer. Oh, what? You don't want to do that, dude. Why? Explain to me. Explain to me what's going on here. I don't really know, but this is the headline I'm reading. It just says, you don't want to cross Shia LaBeouf and David Ayer's The Tax Collector trailer. I feel like we have two options. We can either take a second, watch this trailer, or take the headline's word for it. Who is the headline by? Headline is by Josh Kerp, who is the senior pop culture editor at Uproxx. And he says, or whichever, I don't know, editors write the headlines. It says that he's the editor. You don't want to cross Shia LaBeouf in David Ayer's The Tax Collector trailer. So I know Josh Kerp. I used to work with Josh Kerp. Uh, is, would he just flippantly avoid Shia LaBeouf in a situation or... Would, would he need to do something in this trailer for David Ayers as the tax collector to make him think, all right, you know what? If I'm seeing Shia, maybe I'm, maybe I'm faking it's a COVID thing, but I'm running across the street. Generally, I think that, that Kerp is, is pretty trustworthy. So I might take his word for that, but I mean, I'm always trying to cross Shia LaBeouf because Shia LaBeouf is one of my favorite actors in the entire world. Everybody knows this. Oh yeah, it's a Shia LaBeouf is a like it would be terrible to get hit in the face, but if Shia LaBeouf hit you in the face, that's like you're you're like set for life. Yeah, I mean Shia LaBeouf could murder me and bury me in the woods, and I'd be like, ah, my favorite actor in Hollywood. Where do you think that culture came from? Of uh, I mean, I've seen you comment on like a Lily James Instagram post, like "Run me over, run with me your over car. with your car." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably my. I don't know why. Like of all the Instagram moments, that's like my favorite <laughs> one. Just like <laughs> scrolling through, seeing Lily James post a thing, and the only comment it shows because I follow both of you is P Blackburn, "Run me over with your car." <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I, also I don't think, think it was like a risque photo or anything. It just like no, just hey, like a picture of her face. Probably. Just a reminder: I'm Lily James. You're like kill me. <laughs> I also think that's like very funny because like we both fucking love Lily James, but I don't think that Lily James is considered like uh, like an elite superstar. Like run me over with your car level of celebrity. Right. It's, uh, I, I think that that is reserved for, I realized the other day I still follow, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Rohrbach. <laughs> From Baywatch? From Baywatch. Is that her name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, I was like a four-year-old after that. I was like, I, I, the, whoa, holy smokes. Remember, we, we talked about that. The party afterwards. dress. We were like, we're not like, yeah, that party dress. We're like, yeah. we're not watch movies and afterwards be like, Whoa. Ooga booga. Check out the babe in this movie. We were like, wow, it's a sensational, sensational actress. But uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like, um, like probably full time models are more likely to get the run me over with your car stuff. But I don't know. Now everybody kind of gets the uh, I stan comments. Yeah, right? true. 
So how do we get here again? <laughs> we're lost. trying to figure out. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or not you want to cross Shia LaBeouf and David Ayers. I think we got to check it out now, right? I mean, we could. Or. The tax collector? I don't know. I, think that, I don't think that Josh is just trying to stir shit up. Damn, Shia LaBeouf looks different. I'll send you movie. the. I'll send you the trailer. I, I got it. Okay, we're gonna. I guess. Uh, oh, this was this was put up thirty-two minutes ago. So this is breaking news on brunch. So he already knows. He knew right from the bat. Make making the call. We're not crossing Shia. Okay, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, I'm trying to think. If we play it, are we gonna hear it? No, we won't. Right? No. No. Cool. Let's check it out. Let's hit play at the same time. All right. Three. One. Hold yep. on. It's loading. Shiza. All right. Three, two, one. Smoking a cigarette. Hell yeah. Ah, trailer for a trailer. Got some JGL 500 Days of Summer vibes. Kills people, it seems. George Lopez, I watched his special yesterday. All right. Okay. Shall we watch again? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what are your What are your thoughts on the tax collector? That seems interesting. I'll give it to Josh. I, I won't. I'm not. I'm not crossing him and David. David Acres. What's his name? Uh, David Ayers. David the tax David collector. Ayers, the uh, e-bug. E-bug. The emergency backup goalie. Is that was that his name? Yeah, it was David Ayers. Hilarious. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't cross him after that. It looks like a very, very violent movie where Shia LaBeouf goes around uh, shooting people, even killing them. Yeah, extremely, extremely violent, it looks like. I will take issue with the trailer, though. It said George Lopez, whomever else, and then it said, and Shia LaBeouf. That's clearly if, not an and situation. If Shia LaBeouf plays the tax collector and it's called <laughs> the tax collector... There's no and, right? Right, and and like they have the if T- Shia LaBeouf is like the first person shown in the trailer, and they have like that mini like two second clip for the trailer, right? And it's Shia LaBeouf smoking a cigarette. It's not an and situation. That's your guy. I agree. Have you seen the thing recently? People starting to catch wise to Netflix that whenever they show movies or little trailer clips or whatever. When you're scrolling through all the movies, it's always a picture of like the second lead. Have you noticed that? No. 
It's very strange. Like Social Network, for example, Justin Timberlake. Really? It says the Social Network with the logo and everything. And uh, they're in Justin Timberlake. It's like that with, with so many movies. Yeah, I have I have noticed that like it, it happens a lot, but I feel like it's also because Netflix changes the images on their shows and in movies so much. Yeah, they're like, it, it, it changes every like every other day. Yeah. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner Bet Online. Sports are slowly making their way back with UFC, NASCAR, soccer. Uh, we got MLS coming up. We maybe have NBA coming up, maybe a little NHL, maybe some baseball too. So uh, Bet Online has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, Bet Online also has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. And if you're not necessarily a sports person, they've got you covered too because they've got hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts at betonline.ag. On the subject of George Lopez and Netflix, I did watch his special last night. I, for the first time in a while, I couldn't sleep, didn't sleep, was up till 5.30, which had nothing to do, drove myself crazy, did a little work, ate smoked a beer was really losing my mind so i was like what's on netflix there's a new george lopez special okay why the heck not and yeah wasn't the best maybe uh maybe it'll be the next what's cooking ah <laughs> i mean it would be more tolerable than the last thing we we, we cooked on i mean we if we want to do stonk watch the comedy of dane cook stonks down oh yeah uh but i mean but i mean i would say that the the stonks on what's cooking up because we still had a great time doing a horrible horrible special uh retaliation (laughs) which is which is incredible because uh we talked about this during friday's what's cooking but like retaliation was the dan cook album that i was talking about like the first comedy album that i've ever owned I expected it to be like to bring back a wave of nostalgia. Man, that thing sucked ass. It re- it truly sucked, and I think that for for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe the kindness of our own hearts. I think we went into this kind of rooting for it to be not that bad. So maybe or Dane Cook's comedy to not be that bad. So the next time we hear someone make Dane Cook into a punchline, just be like, "Yo, you're a sheep. You know that." If you checked it out, if you revisit it yourself, you find it's not that bad. And I think that we were maybe able to do that after Harmful of Swallowed. But boy, oh boy, after Retaliation, rough. But it is a testament to the What's Cooking brand that you you put out a poll from the Brunch account. Ended up looking like a Deej poll because it was so close. I take great pride in my polls. I get very close poll results. It was, what should we do next on What's Cooking? Should we keep cooking? Or should we switch it up? And with a resounding 51%, the Bruntouchables voted. The cook continues. <laughs> Keep going Hell with yeah. Dane Cook. Continue to listen to Dane Cook. And the next album, I'm kind of wary of this next one because, A, we just listened to a terrible one. But we're going to listen to what came after Retaliation, where Retaliation came out. And the world's reaction was, 
we like you so much that you're going to sell out arenas now. So yeah, that's insane. So he was at the the peak of his non-comedy being enabled. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, that is truly spectacular. Uh worth pointing out that my mom tuned in for her first what's cooking uh and she texted me and was like, "Who the fuck ever thought this guy was funny?" That's what your mom said. Yeah, it is what my mom said. I was waiting as soon as I was like, "Oh, I hope he says that she said something." Did you guys say that back in the day? That's what your mom said. No, it's, it's more just a general. That's what she said. All inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. So that's what she said was like, I don't even know what era that's from. It's so old and so dated <laughs> that I remember even as children, if someone was like, that's what she said, we'd be like, what are you, 90? And then it yeah, became then, so old. It was and reinvented so, by the office, apparently. Right. Well, he, I mean, they, they, they were like, how do we make this guy the lamest person possible? (laughs) Oh, in the early two thousands, he says, that's what she said. That's actually pretty hilarious. Or I would say mid two thousands. Um, but yeah, I used to do that sometimes. People used to always say, that's what your mom said. And, uh, I don't know, aside from like the far side, I think your mama jokes were kind of whack, but if anybody would say literally that their mother said something. Every now and then, just follow up with. Wasn't there a TV show said. like that was like strictly your mama jokes? Like that a roast sounds show? right. It sounds like it would be on like it, MTV. MTV, yeah, I think yeah. it's an MTV show, and Maybe. they had some good ones, man. They, I remember you, I used to watch that show, and it used to be like a real roast. It's where you used to get all your your mama material. Yeah, it's like still where I get all my material. It's it's just complete, just a complete collection of your mama jokes. You ever take MTV for a spin these days? No, but I did see. Did you see the uh, the screenshot of their schedule? I don't know if that was a joke or not, but like MTV put out a screenshot of their schedule uh, this week, and it got roasted on Twitter because like literally ninety five percent of their programming is ridiculousness. Oh, so I was going to say I I watched um, a friend texted me and was like Nirvana unplugged on MTV, and I was like, I haven't seen that in forever. Turned it on. It was the very end, but then uh, Pearl Jam Unplugged was on, so I watched that, and it was it was excellent. And then I went to bed, turned the TV off, woke up the next morning, turned the TV on, and there was a ridiculousness marathon going on. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I ever actually watched this show. This was called like, uh, like spookynessness or something. It was like a scary uh, a Halloween special. Yeah. And the spooky guest, ain't sexy, baby. What's that? Spooky ain't sexy. That's right. And the guest was uh, Gaten Matanzaro, something like that. That is, I name? know, exa- yeah, I don't know, sure. That young man, I don't know. Man. I feel like he gets. I felt bad for him on that show because did this kind of happen? Who did this happen with? Uh, Tiffany Haddish, where they were like, "You're in something we love." Oh, and like you were so funny in it. All right. Now come be by. that guy. Be funny. Yeah. Like they, uh, whatever the guy, I, I forget the guy's name. Rob the, Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck. He was like trying to set him up for wacky stories and everything. And the kid was like, yeah, man, I know. I'm just, I'm just like hanging out. If you could like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's really put in a position to thrive on that show. It's like, here, watch a funny video. Now be funny. Right. And speaking of other random stuff I've been watching, for some reason, I was on Comedy Central, 
and there was a very long South Park marathon. And I haven't seen that show in years, but uh, Cartman eventually becomes like a major white knight and he holds a uh, an assembly. Mm-hmm. And he's like talking down to everybody, like talking down to all the girls there. He's like, girls, women are funny, okay? They can be funny. And it's like, obviously. But he's like calling them up one by one. He's like, show everybody. Say something funny. <laughs> and they were like, no. And he was like, women are funny. Get over it. And I was like, I don't know what year this came out, but it was probably accurate of stupid awesome. dudes. Um, by the way, Yo Mama, a 2006 reality show uh, that was hosted or created by Wilmer Valderrama. Oh, on MTV nominations, the teen choice award for choice breakout TV show <laughs> teen choice award for choice TV reality show breakout. I hit? feel like, I feel like this could be a great what's cooking. I would. I, yeah. I'd be down for that. Hell yeah. And just see, just hear what kind of, what kind of disses we got going on in yo mama in 2006. I bet there's a lot of, uh, I was going to say, we'll be saying, Oh, oh a whole lot. Yeah, that's Wilbur Valderrama. For whatever reason, I associate him. What show do you associate him with the most? That '70s show. I legitimately the first thing I think when someone says Wilbur Valderrama, and I watch that '70s show, mm-hmm. is New Girl. Really? Yeah, I don't you even know, remember him in New Girl. I don't think he was ever in it, but <laughs> what? Uh, Cece's model friend who I believe is um, so, uh, Russian, perhaps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I don't know if she says she's slept with him or she's friends with him or something, but she says his name and uh, botches the pronunciation, which okay. I suppose if that were aired today, I think people would say maybe that's a little bit offensive. But speaking yeah, of Wil- offensive... Wilmar Valderrama is only 40 years old. Wow. So not that it's the same at all, but did you see that um, that the guy, I forget his name, the guy who voices Cleveland stepped down from voicing that character. He's going to no. keep doing, I don't know if he'll still do like Consuela and stuff because he does like different people with various accents. Um, but he's a a white guy and there's kind of been reaction from all over the place there, but I think it's pretty commendable and I think that I don't know I'd have to I'm I'm sure that there's maybe scenes that that he'd probably want back I don't remember it as being like as offensive as something like a poo but I think that it's I think it's pretty solid progress that somebody who even if they weren't trying to be offensive or like I don't think that Cleveland was like necessarily making fun like that he was like a, a, a punching bag on the the show or whatever or that it was making fun of black people but i like that it, even if someone wasn't malicious about it they were like you know what it seems inappropriate really feel, for me to- yeah i don't feel comfortable doing this anymore right uh, i just i just googled it and uh wendell pierce is launching a campaign to be the new, vo- new voice of cleveland that would rule yeah i That's love all, wendell it, pierce i don't know I, I i saw there were a lot of quote tweets of like people being like uh this is not what we're asking for folks. Like we're asking for like police reform, like, right. like, like not like yelling at the guy who but, plays Cleveland. But but like, I'm like, both but things like, are good. 
obviously yeah. police reform way more important. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like, I do think that, that like there's what people are asking for is like sweeping change in just the way that we sort of view. Yeah. That like race relations and, and like the people's approach to race. And so I think like if it's causing people to think differently and to be like, Hey, I'm, maybe I shouldn't be comfortable doing this. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. For sure. I mean, it's like, we talked about in our, uh, nobody's like, Hey, racism solved. Right. But I don't know. Everybody kind of, I don't know. There's, it's a time to reflect. It's time to consider like, I don't know, like is everything I've been doing and thinking completely correct. And I think that if you're saying yes, unequivocally, and then you're like, and I'll prove it to you. Look, celebrity, whatever, uh, like did something on a show or whatever i feel that like people can maybe take their eye off the ball you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know keep looking at yourself keep reflecting just keep trying to be better think better vote better etc etc in order to look at yourself though you're gonna need to have good vision and to have good vision warby parker is a company that you should look at if you can see them and if you can't see them you should shop at warby parker because they've got great eyewear. They're some of my favorite glasses. They've got contacts now. Uh, they're committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. They offer eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Those glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. The sunglasses progressive and blue light lenses are also available. Uh, I use Warby Parker. I have a couple of pairs of glasses for them. I've tried their contacts. Their contacts are actually very comfortable. And I have, uh, I'm, I'm a picky contact person. Uh, I feel like a lot of them drive in my eyes, very uncomfortable. Um, so they, I tried their contacts. They're pretty great. But if you want to give Warby Parker a shot, you can order one of those home try-on kits. It lets you uh, pick out five pairs of glasses. They ship them to you in a pre- prepaid return label. They, they make it super easy. You get to try them on, see which ones work for your face, see which ones you like, and then you don't like them, send them back. No skin off your back. Uh, and if you want them, you order them. It's great. So to try Warby Parker's free home try-on program, uh, order five pairs of glasses, try them on for five days, no obligation to buy, ships free, includes the prepaid return label. Go to warbyparker.com slash brunch. That's warbyparker.com slash brunch. So on the subject of voices i don't think that necessarily you have to cancel anybody doing any accents but i did think when i saw the trailer for the movie with will ferrell and rachel mcadams mcadams never i never get it rachel mcadams have you seen this the trailer for this surely surely have not really it's all over netflix well i haven't been on netflix recently Oh, that's right. You've been gaming. Oh, they're shoving yep. it down your throat. It's the, it's out now. I tried to watch this yesterday. It's about two, I think it's Swedish brother and sister who want to win a Swedish songwriting contest. And it is, it looks so rough. It looks brutal. Well, I feel like that's most Will Ferrell projects yeah. recently. Did anybody end up seeing that, that ski movie with Julia no. Louis-Dreyfus? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like nobody saw that movie. I think that that came out maybe right as crud was hitting the fan, or did that come out in like late winter? I do not know, but it had to suck. Yeah, 
that would be that might not be a bad one to to watch for the old podcast because i'll tell you i tried watching this one where they play swedish people who want to be songwriters and i made it about that doesn't appeal to you what will right who more (laughs) that's what i want i want to be a swedish songwriter (laughs) but it and it opens i was like this is going to be terrible it's will ferrell rachel mcadams and uh their father is pierce brosnan and he's very disappointed in will ferrell thinks that will ferrell is wasting his life and it opens with they're watching the songwriting contest on tv and this is the most ridiculous thing in the world uh but they're watching the songwriting contest on tv and uh abba is on it playing a little song of theirs called waterloo and Pierce Brosnan's like, this is like terrible. And uh, doing. <laughs> is that a joke and a sense. joke? What's that? Is that like a joke and a joke because Pierce Brosnan is in Mamma Mia? I did notice that I was like, wow, Pierce, you have a type. But <laughs> they're, they're singing and playing Waterloo. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to be into this. And Will Ferrell starts dancing along to it. And Pierce Brosnan's like, don't you dare grow up to be a. Swedish songwriter or something. I'm like, wow, what a specifically uh, what a specifically strict dad Pierce Brosnan <laughs> plays. And they cut the present day, and wouldn't you know it, he and Rachel McAdams are singing about a volcano, and I turned it off. I was like, wow, this movie opened with ABBA and found a way to lose me within like two and a half minutes. Horrible. I feel like Netflix has to have like a quality uh, a quality management team, right? Can we like do like inventory of like Netflix? We yeah, what do they there? call what? What do they call that when you work in like retail and it's like a uh, quality control? Yeah, Netflix needs a quality control department. They're right. just letting everything slip by on the uh, on the old conveyor belt. Yeah, be like, all right, uh, no one's gonna get in trouble. No one's gonna get in trouble. Just have a few questions. Uh, so this show, Love, is a good show. People liked it. Good example of some good content to have. And three seasons is fine, but I don't know. Maybe you could have done it a fourth or a fifth. This movie, where Will Ferrell plays the son of a specifically strict Swedish father, and none of them are Swedish, that might be an example of something to not let through. So... Just show of hands. Everybody close your eyes. If you made this decision, put your hand up. That'd be a good reality show for Netflix. That would be a great reality (laughs) show for Netflix, especially when you consider how much money probably went into those two separate projects. Yes. Yeah. Like what's, yeah. Feral. Think about how much much money that the, that Netflix probably paid for that stupid fucking Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie. That's what he, when you want to think of like a money pit, I actually looked that up. Um, when I was watching it, I was watching it with a friend and we spent most of the time just being like, how did this happen? And it was, (laughs) what do you think the budget was for that? Because that was like, that was a luxurious movie. That movie existed for like a while. It was like shopped around different places. I, dare I say there might have been like a bidding war? And then they made it. And then eventually they were like, all right, whatever. We got to do something with this stupid movie. And they made it part of, if memory serves, they made it part of Adam Sandler's deal with Netflix, which also included um, like stand up specials and things like that. But yeah. oh my gosh, you saw that movie, right? Yeah, it was so bad. Well, Rough. it was like, it was really bad, but in like a, I, 
I expect this from Adam Sandler kind of way. Right. And that's why I still can't bring myself to watch The Wrong Missy. Oh, I know. Everybody keeps saying that that's really bad and like horribly bad. And to look at that movie and it's what David Spade is in the starring role. It's David Spade and uh, Lapkus. Yeah. Lindsay Lapkus and Laura, like, Laura, Lap- Lauren, Laura, Lap- I thought one of those things. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I would like say, to look okay. at that and, and be like, wow, this movie is worse than I expected. It has to be so bad. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I certainly don't think David Spade is on any sort of heater. But man, we, we've talked about this. We need bounce back Lapkus. Like we need air air to breathe, right? She's in a she's a, she's on a pretty bad losing streak. She's in crashing. So crashing, great. And then Fantastic. Her, her episode of characters was rough. And then she was in the Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh no, which was brutal. <laughs> and I told you that I listened to her podcast, and I I was not a fan. Right. I didn't give it much of a shot, but oof. Yeah. It's too uh too giddy. All right, well that's I guess hmm. but I'm trying to I do this myself too. I'm like, yo, stop being so happy. And I'm like, this sounds like more of a me problem <laughs> than a them. This, this doesn't sound like a, a an actual criticism of a person. <laughs> just stop smiling. I immediately just I'm stand there with the whiskey and orange juice and the robe. Get a room. <laughs> right. And we're all and we're like big like don't don't yuck somebody's yum yeah, sort of people. Don't hate. And unless unless like that's your life. If you're if your life is a yum, go fuck yourself. Right, <laughs> Not into of, that. Yeah. <laughs> just mix in a yuck, will you? Yeah, I'm trying to find the murder mi- Oh god damn. Murder Mystery had a $175 million yes, budget. it was insane. But guess what? What's it that? grossed $332 million. Is that because Netflix paid so much for it? Probably. <laughs> that Probably. is. Probably. That's some, I never saw the producers. $175 million for that movie. I never saw the producers, but isn't the gist of it, they can make more money from a flop than they can from a good play? So they intentionally do the worst play possible. I've never seen it, but I mean, that sounds correct. Yo, From I everything wanna, that I know about the movie industry, that sounds right. I want to be a play guy so freaking badly. Have we talked about this? Uh, yes, I think so. I don't know. Is there like a... Is Have there you like seen a, Hamilton, by the way? No, but I'm going to watch the movie. I'm going to watch the movie too. Which I got to say... Brendan Urie, I am not because I do not have high, high hopes for it. <laughs> I, uh, it didn't go to I'm theaters. Just... Well, uh, there are no theaters. Yeah, but was it supposed to go to theaters? I think so. Yeah, they pushed so I thought up the it release. Wasn't. Oh no, okay. I believe that they, I, I believe that they pushed up the release. Oh, okay, I, I saw a tweet about. I saw a tweet saying like, "Hey, before we get our hopes up, consider these aspects of it," and it was basically like, if. If they had high, high hopes, they probably would have rolled it out a lot differently than they have. But I can't Maybe, remember if that was like but, from a movie account or like uh, a, an angry Twitter person. I, I don't know, but I, I can, I'm kind of rooting for me not to like it. So if, if that works, then if that works in my favor, then I'm all for it. But like, I don't want to be the guy who like 
falls in love with Hamilton in 2020. Right. Based, based off, off the of movie. Hamilton, the movie. Yeah. So I like that though. We've talked about doing that with stuff, right? Like well, there's like a famous book or something, just really marry yourself to the movie and be like, Oh, I'm such a fan of this. And then when they're like, Oh, isn't this great? Oh, uh, we talked about this with, uh, uh, shoot. Uh, what was the, um, the Mandalorian? I'm going to be like a huge Mandalorian head. And then when oh, someone's yeah. like, Oh, isn't that crazy what it says about so-and-so's character? Be like, didn't pick God, up never on seen that. Star Wars. Never seen Star Wars before. <laughs> I love the Mandalorian though. How funny was that scene where he keeps touching the stuff? I, I like that idea. I, I do like that. I like that idea, but I think that it only like specifically works for you because you're such an asshole <laughs> that like <laughs> that it would work and it would be funny. But like for anybody else to do that, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh man. We have you seen the Mandalorian? I sure have. Ah, uh, I was going to say, what's something funny to jump in on super? Li- I, I think that it it would be pretty funny to be like obsessed with Hamilton and then be like, oh, I just like the movie, but I'm not a fan of the music. So I just skip past that. And it's <laughs> like a, all the music parts. Yeah, it's a really I'm not a music. You're out on music, dude. Yeah, I know. It's true. All right. Yeah. So we got it. We got it. This is what you have to do. I don't know how we can do this, but whether with screen grabs or whatever, I'll I'll uh, take the Hamilton movie, cut out all the songs, and then give you the movie to watch because you're not a music guy. And then you can be like, yo, I don't know I like what it. you guys are talking about. <laughs> Did not like Hamilton. They're like, oh, I'd like to see you do better. Just be like, I don't... What are you... T- that's not, I didn't hear the songs. What are you... <laughs> Like, yeah, but uh, wasn't that that song amazing? And I'd be like, oh, no, I, I mean, I skipped through all that bullshit. Be like, if I wanted music, I'd listen to music. Right. I remember um, in my orthodontist, there was a thing of uh, Jerry Seinfeld. There was a poster of Jerry Seinfeld because he was like, uh, he's very big into dental hygiene and uh, and math homework. But there was a girlfriend uh, parents. It said, uh, yeah, girlfriend parents. But it said, like, there were like quotes from Jerry Seinfeld. I'm sure we can find this post somewhere, but it was like, I'm not a fan of flavored floss. You want flavor? Eat. And I was, I remember thinking, I was like, man, that guy just tells it like it is. <laughs> he is such genius. a badass. <laughs> this dude walking around in like light, very like tight, but not skinny, light washed jeans, like high waisted. Tucked in shirt, just telling it like it fucking is. You want flavor to eat. Yeah, so you'd be like, you want music? Listen to music. I'm trying to watch a movie here. Uh, it would be quite the uh, quite the 180 from us, like, just being all over Mamma Mia's shit for, like, three straight years. So have you then noticed- be like, out on Hamilton, don't need music in my movies. <laughs> So I've noticed this a couple times now. I, maybe it's happened every remote podcast we've done, but when you've laughed, it's been dead silent. Like the like the audio is not picking up your laughter, so it's going to sound like I'm chuckling a bit as we're talking, and it's not being reciprocated. Let the record show you're laughing. All you're right. doing it right now. Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I think that my laughs. I mean, if. I think that it would be a hilarious experiment to go back and like erase all my laughter from like the episodes because I laugh at everything. 
don't want to, I don't want to blow some smoke, but I think you're a funny guy. And I laugh <laughs> at a lot of the dumb things that you say. <laughs> so if we, if we had to go back and like erase all my laughter, this podcast would be super weird. I thought you were going to be like, oh, comedically, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cheap date. You're not even being that funny. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here to sit and laugh. Yeah, it's like, entertain me, clown. Um, but I don't know how toxic the, uh, the Hamilton fandom is. I think that, that would make a, a big difference in like how this bit would be received. Because yeah. Star Wars fandom is super toxic and super fucking annoying. So if you were to go all in on the Mandalorian and like just commit to not caring at all about Star Wars outside of the Mandalorian, I think that'd be fucking hilarious because all of the Star Wars fans would lose their shit. And it would be so easy. I just watched the Mandalorian like 10 times. So I know more about the Mandalorian than anybody else. So they're like, you don't even know. Why do you watch it? It's not going to make sense to you. I'm like, oh yeah, well, what what happens three minutes into the fourth episode of the Mandalorian? I know. Do you know? Oh, sounds like who's the bigger fan? Right. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I just like it more than you do. <laughs> That's a uh, stupid I good idea. This is we're just coming up with stupid. That's what the, this episode is. We're just coming up with stupid ideas. I mean, that's so, what this podcast is. I guess. Yeah, but it's usually not executing those ideas. That's except true. for recently. Except what's for what's cooking and the Friday Night Lights thing. We've had yeah. two ideas that we've <laughs> decided to execute. But you know, we, you know what it is? We have quality control. That's like right. We see all these ideas come across the conveyor belt and we pick the best ones. That's right. Can't say the same for Netflix. Uh, I got a stonk watch. It's uh, stonk up, flirty music. Hmm. What have you been listening to? Been listening to this new Haim album, man. And it's great. A couple of the songs kind of flirty. And what does it take to be flirty music? You ask. I don't know. Just like some like <clears throat> some light guitar. I don't know. I think of. I guess gun to my head. Some someone's gonna correct me and say there's a better example. But right now, as I think of it. I'd say, like, I don't know, like, Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Petty's got some, like, flirty kind of music. Just, like, a real, like, kind of summery, carefree thing. John Mayer has a lot of flirty music. He, 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 he likes to flirt a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, like, Los Angeles, the first track from the Heim album. Quite flirty. I flirt back with a little bit. <laughs> My favorite song on the album, though, and I, it, it seems like an afterthought for everybody. I love I've Been Down. I think that is an afterthought for a lot of people. Yeah, but that one's kind of flirty. I would, I would say most of the meat on the album, or at least like most of the buzz on the album, comes from that six-song stretch. Which would be um, the steps, steps through, I Know Alone, Don't Want to Dream, Gasoline, 3 A.M., Don't Want to. Yeah. Even I would throw maybe another try in on that, too. Yeah. Don't Want to is so seven. good. Don't, Don't Want to is really great. As I was listening to the album... I. I'm a big believer in when you're listening to an album for the first time to not skip past the songs you already know. Mm-hmm. Cause it's fun to kind of hear those songs in context. It's like, why oh, I, I liked, um, I liked you need to calm down a lot more when I listened to it in the context of the, the Taylor Swift album. I was going to say Taylor, like that is proven to be super important for Taylor yes. is listening to, uh, her singles in context to the album. Yeah. Especially um, on Reputation. Reputation was like the first big test for that. Yeah. 
Reputation was just tests on tests on tests. But yep. I, I, I love this Heim album. I, we were talking about it on What's Cooking, but I don't think it's as good as Days Are Gone because I think Days Are Gone is pretty much a perfect album. But I think that this is, I don't know, I'm putting this in like the definitely nine plus out of 10. Ooh, baby. And I also think that Phoebe Bridgers' album is in there. So See my tweet yesterday? What was it? The, uh, the picture of the two houses. Oh, yeah. Thought that was pretty good. Uh, Gasoline is definitely a flirty song off this new Heim album. Gasoline has grown on me like crazy, but I remember the first time I was listening to it, I was like, I hate the guitar on this song so much. I can't wait till I don't care as much about the guitar on it anymore. And I've listened to it a hundred times now and I've gotten over it, but I hate the guitar on that song. It was so distracting. That, uh, that song sounds exactly like that, uh, that Sheryl Crow like summer song. I forget what it's called. Soak up the sun. Yeah. For, for some reason, like, I, I think it might be like the, like the cadence and the vocals or something that like, I mean, it, rem, it reminds me exactly of that song. There have been a lot of heavy Cheryl Crow vibe reactions to this. Yeah. Like you said it to me, like independent, like five different people I've spoken to have been like, Oh my God, some of these songs are so Cheryl Crow. And I always get defensive when someone's like, oh, this song sounds just like somebody else. But also, I'm like, yo, we're talking about Haim here. They're pretty shamelessly derivative. Right, which, yeah. Like, they, they were as a badge of honor because, like, we can't yeah. make a Sheryl Crow song. They right. fucking can. Yeah. And that's, like, and that's one of the things that I love about Haim is that they're, they're kind of, like, shapeshifters, but they do shape into, like, people that you know and people that you like. That's a, Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Um, th- 3 a.m., very flirty. Oh, yeah. I mean, flirty in like a flirty in like a I've had a few drinks. Yeah. And I'm I'm being like aggressively flirty kind of way. Uh I know alone flirty to us because we're like same. Pressing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh to you're us, doing that to us being depressed is being very flirty because we're like oh I'm on that vibe. Father John Misty's song albums are so flirty. <laughs> He's doing that. He does that thing where he like, likes the same stuff as you. <laughs> dying. Yeah. Slowly dying. Losing all hope. Right. Just Hell like yeah. being really bummed. Talk dirty to me, baby. Yeah. I got to pick this up on vinyl. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back on my, my vinyl game soon. We got more stonks. Yeah. You, stonk what, what stonk you got? Uh, I'll get to it after this. Cause we gotta, we gotta hit this read. Cool. Uh, when most people want to lose weight, they think exercise and whether that's actually the right approach, maybe not because the results are sometimes the same either way. I say the same because losing weight is all about nutrition with awaken 180 weight loss. You'll receive a customized nutrition, pl- nutrition plan weekly one-on-one coaching, and the option to receive 80% of your daily foods to help you lose weight your first week and each week after that until you're down to your ideal weight. During your weight loss transformation, you'll be gaining the tools to know what and how to eat so that you can keep that weight off for the long term. As always, Awaken 180 will provide you free support for how long, DJ? Life. For life. Yeah, goddamn right. Call the long-term solution for weight loss and the official weight loss program of the Boston Red Sox. That's Awaken 180 Weight Loss. 
You can find them online at awaken180weightloss.com. All right, what stonk you got? Uh, this is 4th of July week, so it's important to note that the stonks you would think would be up on fireworks, but stonks are most definitely down on fireworks. Oh, my God. Have we talked about this yet? No, we haven't, but I've, I want to. Um, and don't get it twisted. Usage of fireworks is up, but that is why the stonks <laughs> are down, because uh, fireworks should be reserved for special occasions and occasions where you're probably expecting fireworks. That's the only time that I want fireworks in my life. Right. I mean, haven't we had enough, especially with, I don't know, like pasta used to be a thing that I do every now and then. And during these strange, uncertain times, I've just been doing pasta constantly. Same with fireworks. That's like an every now and then thing. Have pasta three times a year, DJ. Not every, not five meals a day for a month. You can have a little firework as a treat. Right. Do it as a treat, but it is no treat to be trying to sleep at night. On a fucking Tuesday night at three in the morning in a residential neighborhood to just be lighting those things off. Although, you know what? I do catch myself when I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. Like my body's like, yeah, DJ, this is why you, you don't sleep at night because some <laughs> yeah. kids are doing fireworks right now. That's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, like 1130 when your bedtime has become 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. Constantly being like, I'm trying to get some sleep over yeah. here. Oh, yeah. It's the kids. Yeah, it's the, it's the kids fault, Dave. <laughs> well, 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 what about those other 31 years? <laughs> what was your excuse then? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, there's just no reason for it. I, uh, I hate it. It's not only like unsettling when you hear a fucking big bang go off in your neighborhood, but like, hey. Some of us got pets. Some of those pets fucking hate fireworks. Yeah. Some of us have served. I, I haven't. Get, you haven't. But like, that's a big thing. That's the biggest one. Like that. That is inconsiderate as hell. And I think that again, you get into the like the. Is it malicious? In most cases, I would no. say no. It's kids who aren't thinking and maybe don't understand and don't care. But like, I don't know that's going to really mess with somebody. Yeah, it's not malicious, but it's not considerate. And exactly. if you want to go blow up fireworks, go do it in like the woods somewhere. Don't light it off in a residential neighborhood. Right. I was, I mean, I was pretty pumped when it was pouring the other night. I was like, yo, I legitimately didn't know. I was like, wait, do fireworks still work? Are they like so strong <laughs> that they'll beat the rain? I was like, like, we'll uh, see. I mean, flames work on top of water just ask dane cook that's right and then you get up and the guy punches a, a big dude punches you in the get face. back in the fiery water cover up that spot with fire see like i remember thinking even when we when we listened to that i was like yo this, this, this doesn't make sense but it's funny yeah it's not if anyone's not, not been logistically it's not doesn't make sense logistically but i'm gonna laugh if anyone's not been listening to what's cooking Basically, we've realized the premise of every Dane Cook joke is, hey, check out this crazy hypothetical. It always Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. We, we, Pete and I would take a drink every time he would say, what was it? Uh, what imagine if? this or something? Oh, yeah. Or like, like, what if? What this? if? Imagine or I've always wanted. Yeah. One of his bits is like, I've always wanted a crazy house. And the crowd's like, ah! 
Yeah, and then another one was like, everybody, doesn't everybody just want a monkey? I was like, no. No conversations about the monkey, Dane. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, if he ever did like a, hey, how about a show of hands for everybody who's wanted a monkey? And he had like a a crowd that wasn't totally on his dick for some reason. Everybody would be like, yeah, I never really thought about it. Not Mm. for me. I have a, uh, a, a stonk watch. Okay. Just how movies look right now. I don't know. I just saw a trailer for David Ayer's The Tax Collector, and that looked okay. Probably a little too violent and scary for me. But, man, have you seen this trailer for Unhinged? I have not. That looks like the stupidest movie in the world. Who's in Unhinged? I think it's Russell Crowe. Ooh. Interesting. Yep, it's, Russell Crowe. So the trailer is a woman I don't know a woman cuts a guy off or something it's some like basic road rage thing and the guy's like excuse me apologize and she's like fuck off dude and the rest of the movie is this guy becoming unhinged Jesus I'm like this isn't isn't that that Michael Douglas movie uh like falling down there's a movie called that yeah where he you ever seen that movie where he goes into like he brings a gun into uh, like a fast food restaurant and no. he just, he just wants his breakfast, man. He wants his like McDonald's breakfast oh. and he gets there at like 1104 or something. They're like, sorry, we close breakfast at 11 AM and he goes unhinged. Oh, stonks on movies. Very yeah. down. Okay. Yeah. He's going to say you didn't mention whether, uh, whether up or down there. Yeah, I think I think I might be out on movies. Uh, Michael Papa John plays a cop in in Unhinged. That's a cool name. Ah, um, you you don't watch The Shy, but I'm watching season three, and it's been very good. They've really had to they've really reshaped that show because they uh, they fired Jason Mitchell. But I was looking up. I don't know. I was just like googling like reviews of episodes or something. And I didn't realize this, but the show got rid of cops. Really? Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. Well, one of the main characters was a policeman and they just cut out the cop storyline. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Kind of interesting. I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see because the, the main storyline is uh, a girl goes missing and they they mention cops, but I don't know. We'll we'll see how, how it turns out and everything. I, I think that obviously like police are gonna be involved in that storyline, but I wonder if that was like a I wonder if that's like a conscious decision to like to kind of separate itself from like comparisons with the wire or something like that. Maybe. I, I also think I don't know, maybe I, th- I think it was probably more like a reflection of current times. Oh, so that was a decision that was made like very recently. Well, like unfortunately it could have been at any point over the last few years. That's, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, that, I mean, that was, but that was a long standing issue. Like when the shy started. So, right. I don't know. In- um, I don't, I think that like when I watched the shy, I watched the first season and it was more about like, the people and the community. So maybe it was just a decision to kind of focus on 
right. what was working best for the show. I don't know. It still is great. I mean, is I, it a I critically had... acclaimed show. What's that? Is it critically acclaimed? I don't know. That's a good question. But I think that like the Jacob Lattimore who plays Emmett is he's in some other stuff. I think that he's a star in the making if he's not a star already. And the kids are great. Parents are great. Um, I, 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 I really recommend it. I, uh, I, I finally got around to finishing Insecure oh. this week. Um, we actually, we haven't talked about Insecure like at all this season. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot going on. Uh, so much going on in that final episode. Like it was exhausting. That yeah. final, the se- uh, season, season finale was crazy. Yeah. And I feel like some past season finales have been just kind of leaving Issa with kind of reevaluating her life. And this is certainly one, but I mean, spoilers, I guess like she gets back together with Lawrence. Lawrence finds out he got his ex pregnant and she's keeping it. I forget what he says. He's like, I still want to be with, with you. Like I'm going to raise this kid and I'm going to be a good father and I'm going to be with you. But Man, what a whopper to have dropped on you at the beginning of a relationship. For both of them, really. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily like the beginning of a relationship, but like when you're trying when like you're trying to patch things up and like right. re-get it going and you've got some maybe unlikely momentum. Yeah. To have that. I was like, oh man. And like and it was presented in such a it's such like a real and sort of like raw and authentic way. I very much appreciated the way that they presented it, where it was like nobody was an asshole about it right. there. And like a lot of the times I feel like it's easy to make somebody into an asshole in that situation and to have it like blow up in everybody's faces. I feel like everybody sort of responded to it in a like sort of authentic in real manner. And it, that kind of hit me as like, oh man, this is really fucking difficult. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the character, um, is his name Nathan? That, yeah. The bar, the barber. Yeah. That she was seeing that, that ghosted her. And then he said yeah. like, I had some problems mm-hmm. again. I, I, uh, gold star for handling of uh of mental health stuff i think that tv shows are getting better and better at actually doing like a let's maybe talk to some people and see what this is actually like versus just being like this person's a little blue uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the way they handled him being bipolar was awesome i'm gonna be sad though it looks like would it appear that uh that andrew was out of the picture I don't know if he's going to be out of the picture, but like, I don't know if he's going to be as involved as he was this season. Andrew, who we still can't tell, like, is he a particularly good dude? I think he, I, I think he's like, a, I think he's a, a a person. I think that he's, yeah, he's, he's like a level headed person, right? He's, he's flawed. He's probably selfish. Sometimes he, uh, he, I don't know. He maybe contradicts himself with how he handles his relationship, but I miss the, the other friend. I forget his name. Oh, uh, the crazy one, Lawrence's friend. Yeah, that the guy that is. That guy around. Yeah, that guy brings the heat every time he's on screen, and he just like wasn't involved this this season. Yeah, he, he does uh, some crazy Chad. shit. <laughs> yeah. Chad, everybody, cool. everybody's like starting to to like mature in that show and like get their shit together. And Chad's still being Chad. 
Yeah, but they. So he, but I, I like that they still handle that. Like people are, and like Molly's like the best example of this. Like on paper, Molly, you're like, okay, Molly has it figured out. She's got a great job. She's got a great place. Clearly, very very book smart, mm-hmm. and like emotionally, she's a disaster, which I think is probably more <laughs> more common and more realistic with people who like look like they're doing great than maybe we've we've allowed for over the years. And Molly just was the fucking worst this season. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I don't know. She's there's. She's clearly got some stuff she's got to work out. And I think that she's like just behind on doing that. And I think that that's pretty common as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that she's like a relatable character. But like for if just in terms of like how sort of like preachy she is. Oh, yeah. Terrible to Issa. Like, yeah. Yeah. Terrible to Issa when she doesn't have her own shit figured out clearly. And is just like projecting on a lot of people. When she sent that, when the, she was hanging out, when they were hanging out in a group, oh, and uh, she texted Isa, "See, I'm trying with her." I was like, "Man, if I were Isa, I'd be like, I am fucking done." That could be like, I don't, I don't know if I've ever done like a, I am done with this friendship, but I'm like, mm, that could be an opportunity to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I enjoyed this season though. Like I think that um, I think that a lot of parts of Insecure have gotten like too ridiculous for for my taste. Where like they go over the top and like being goofy and shit. Especially with Kelly, a lot of the times <laughs> where it's like you're clearly just trying to inject this in as like a oh we need Kelly to be goofy for like five minutes here. So I think like some of that stuff misses the mark, but that show is at its best when it's like a tackling serious drama between friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And doing it in like a real, uh, like gut punch way. And they're so still so good at that. Yeah. What other shows are are there any other show? I mean, the shy just came back, but like what shows are coming up? Anything? You're just going to watch bad movies all day. Uh, yeah, I'm down to watch bad movies and play video games. That's really all I'm ever am interested in. All right, not well, a TV guy anymore. That's you got you got like a, a twenty three minute Hamilton coming up. So get <laughs> excited! Yes. 